Morning. How are you? Doing good? Awesome. It's good to see you. And we're continuing our series in the book of James, Straight Talk. In the book of James, hopefully you're continuing uh, to read that book over and over and over and over. And it's kind of sticking in your brain and in your mind. And you're able to uh, use what you're learning and apply that to your life. And let God kind of give you some insight. So we're continuing. We're in uh, chapter 4 uh, today. Looking at the last few verses there, verses 13 through 17. And I'm going to read that. If you want to follow along, you can turn your Bibles, James, or it's also uh, on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, but we encourage you to bring one. So uh, let's look at James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. It says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag, and all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Now, I want us to think about some things this morning about our lives and how we prepare things for our lives and what we do. How many of you, how many of you make plans for your life? <laughs> so, uh, so, some of you are not quite sure, right? We, we make plans for our lives, don't we? Matter of fact, um, a lot of our life is based around planning and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And there, there are three things that... Uh, that are mentioned in here specifically that I want us to look at and think about, and and that's the that's the when, the where, and the what. Those things are a part of our lives on a regular basis. You know, when when are we when are we going? Where are we going? What are we going to do when we get there? You know, you probably had the conversation already. If you don't hear in just a little bit, say like, when y'all want to go eat. Where are we going to go? I don't know where you want to go. I don't know where you want to go. It don't matter to me. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Well, let's just go somewhere. Where are we going to go? And then, if you don't already know, you're going to sit down and you're going to look at the menu or you're going to talk about, well, what, what did you get? What are you going to get? What are you going to order? What did you have last time we were here? You know, you can, you can just think about all kinds of areas in our lives that deal with that when, where, and what. You know, you travel. What time are we going to leave? When are we going to leave? Where, where are we going? How long is it going to take us to get there? What, what are we going to do when we get there? Plan out the day. You go on vacation. You want to know when you're going to leave. You want to know where you're going. And then you try to probably, uh, on a vacation, what are we going to do? You, some of you might even have your whole vacation planned out. You know what you're going to do each day and each part of the day. And so that when, that where, and that what is a big part of our lives. And James talks about those three things in, this, in these few verses. And he talks about us planning our lives and, and the things that are involved with that and making plans for the future. And so here's what I want you to think about. This is kind of a question to, to answer today. Uh, James, I think, basically is saying, who do you want to be in charge of planning your life? Who do you want to be in charge of planning your life? And so we, we look at these scriptures and, and then here's the thing, that the answer to that question that I want you to hang on to and hopefully... 
This will be something that you can hang on to and you can say this phrase and it will remind you of James 4, 13 through 17. And somebody says, you know anything about James? And you can say this phrase and you can say, well, I know this is what it says about these last few verses in chapter in chapter 4. So here's the phrase. He's talking about who do you want playing your life? And James basically tells us this, the answer to that question. The who is not you. All right? Say that with me. The who... Yeah, I'm not talking about the band, The Who. I thought about you, Cliff, when I was preparing this. I was going to get a, a picture of The Who up here. But then I didn't know any of their names or anything, and I'd been embarrassed and thought, you know, I had to have you come up here and explain all the different parts that everybody played and all that. But, uh, the, but, but that's the phrase I want you to think about. When you think about the question of who do you want to be in charge of playing your not, of your life, think about what James tells us. We want to make sure that The Who, it, it's not you. And so we're going to look at these uh, look at these scriptures. Now, here here's some of the problems uh, when when planning of our lives does revolve around us. Here's some here's some things that James talks about. If you look at verse thirteen and fourteen, he says again, "Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money." You know, that's the, the, you see the when there? When we go, tomorrow, we're going to do that tomorrow. And we're going to go there and we're going to, we're going to uh, go to this or that city. That's the where. And then we're going to, what are we going to do? We're going to go there. We're going to stay for a year. We're going to make money. That's what we're going to do. We're going to carry on business and make money. And so that's a, that's a part of how we, how we plan our lives. And those are those things that, that are in that. Uh, but then James very quickly says in verse 14, why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? And, and I, I love that because it's like James is getting on to these people. And it's a, it's a continuation that really of this whole book of trying to be obedient to God and not being self-reliant and, and, and straying away from the, the immoral and the worldly desires that have a tendency to grab a hold of our lives. And so he says, basically, in, in my mind, you know, when I read this, I'm thinking, he's saying, you're going to do what? You're, you're planning your life years in advance. You're talking about going to cities and you're, gonna, you're doing this tomorrow. You know, you're going to leave and you're going to do all these things and, and you're going you're gonna to make money and you're going to carry on business. You're going to do all that. Who do you think you are? James says, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. How in the world do you think you could plan something beyond today when you, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow? So he says, he says, what is your life? And then you can skip down and look in verse 16. And it says, as it is, you boast and brag. And all such boasting is evil. So in other words, you can, you can have all this talk. You can say all this stuff you're going to do. You have no idea what's going to happen. You can't even plan tomorrow. And listen, even when you do plan and all this boasting and all this bragging you're doing, that's nothing but evil. That's, that's what happens when you boast. And when you plan your life, apart from me, it just turns out being evil. So James, again, with a straight talk of just saying, you know, you can say you're going to do all this, but who are you? You're, you're, you're nothing. You, you're not, you can't do this. And then look back in, in 14, just read that again. He says, why? Not, um, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. 
You're just a mist, he says. You're making all these like long-term, seemingly permanent plans for your life. Your life is temporary. You're not around much. So I, th- I thought, you know, this is pretty awesome. No, James says, yeah, you're big. You're a big businessman. You're going here, you're going there. You're carrying on. He says, what are you? He says, there you are. Right there. Oh, oh, you're gone. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. Oh, years of business, huh? Going to this or that city. Wait, wait. Going, going, oh. Isn't that something? And, and here he's talking about, you think that, that you're so powerful in your own knowledge and, and you're your self-made person and you're a big businessman and, and you're going to do all this and you've made all this money and you've built this business and look at me and look at what I can do and now you're making all these boastful plans and James says, what's your life? There you go, Andy Morris right there. Tony Ragusa right there. Better give me two, miss. My belly's a little bigger. <laughs> Ain't that something? You just, you're just a mist, he said. Not meaning that your life is insignificant, but you're just a mist, meaning it's temporary. Look, let's, how long is that going to last? I mean, I don't know how long you can see that with the light shining, but it goes away pretty quick, doesn't it? And that's kind of, that's kind of what he compares our lives to. And he says, so, so you're, you're not going to, uh, apart from God, you're making all these boastful, bragging kind of plans. Your life is so temporary. It's here, and it's gone. So what's the alternative? And this is awesome, because he doesn't just leave us there. But look at verse 15. And this is the difference between, you know, between... The you being who, and the Lord being who. He says in verse 15, instead, instead of you being the one to boast and brag, instead of you being the one to make the evil plans, instead of you pretending like you're all sufficient and that you can do everything on your own and you've got your life together, instead of that, basically, he says, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Say with me that phrase, if it's the Lord's will, out loud. Just, if it's, one more time. The difference in saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to plan this, I'm going here. He said, instead, what you ought to say first is, if it's the Lord's will. See, this is not a passage about not planning. This isn't an excuse to be lazy and to let life just take you wherever life takes you. You know, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. It's not that. It's not against planning. It's not about being, it's not against being prepared in our lives, but it's talking about consulting the Lord before the plans are made. Consulting the Lord Ahead of time, consulting the Lord before you plan out all these wondrous things that you think is going to happen in your life. You bring the Lord into the picture. You seek His guidance. You seek His wisdom for your life. And after you have done that, your plans and my plans now are based on what the Lord has to say of what He wants for us, not like we do sometimes. Do you do this sometimes? Because I do. And I catch myself sometimes. Sometimes I do it and I don't even realize I do it. I've got all these great plans. I've made all these great plans. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then it kind of enters my mind to say, oh yeah, God, I hope you, you know, bless, bless that. You know, I hope, I hope that's what you want me to do, you know. 
We make all these plans, and then we say, okay, now, God, if you, know, if you don't want me to do this, you know, give me a sign, you know. And then we get a little more spiritual, and we say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm headed in this direction, and if you don't want me to go, just, you know, shut those doors. Open a window. <laughs> God saying, good grief. God saying, I made the house. I don't need to worry about a door and a window. If you just let me be in charge of the house, that house will be the way that it needs to be, right? So we, we do that sometimes. All right, here's all my plans, God. And we come before God, and, and sometimes we even pray about it. But what we do is we come to God, and we start telling Him all of this stuff we're going to do. And, but we're, we're talking to the Lord so we feel good about it. Because, hey, God, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do, you know, Lord, I'm going down here, and I just give me strength to do that and help me to do this. And, you know, and it's not necessarily bad stuff, but we get going a lot of times and we just do all this and then we kind of throw in on the end as a as a tag phrase and we kind of say you know if it be your will i'm going to do this and this and this and lord and this is what i want and give me this if it be your will and james is saying that's backwards what we ought to do he says first we should say if it's the lord's will then I'll do all these things. So the idea is that we're consulting the Lord first. We're coming to Him first. We're seeking Him about our lives. And then when we make the plans, it's not that everything is just going to be uh, always crystal clear and your whole life will be planned out. But when we seek the Lord and we come before Him and we ask Him to guide us and direct us before we make the plans, then we have His input on the plans that we make. So we're not just sitting back and saying, Okay, Lord, I'm putting it in drive. And I'm going today, and you just tell me when I need to turn. Yeah, my life is yours. I mean, you can do that if you want to. That'd be pretty awesome. Try that one day. Who knows where you'll end up, right? But the idea is I'm seeking God. I'm coming to Him. I'm praying about my life. I'm praying about all these, quote, little decisions that God's not interested in. I'm going to make those because God doesn't care. But, but He does care. He wants to be a part of every part of our lives. And He wants to be in charge of planning our lives so that when we seek Him, then we've got His wisdom and His knowledge and His direction as we make plans. Not the other way around. So He says, instead, this is what you ought to say. If it's the Lord's will, we'll do that. So, so, so James is, it, it says that, that basically planning our lives is important, that having guidance and direction and drive and dreams and all those things that we often talk about, those are all good. But it comes back to the question of who do you want to be in charge of planning your life? You know, do you, do you want the Lord to be in charge of your life or do you want to leave it up to you? Do I, do I want God to really, His input as I seek direction and make plans or do I want to leave it up to myself? And do that. So let's think about that for a minute. Just some practical kind of um, things to think about logically. Do you want the Lord to be in charge of planning your life? In the Bible, you know, the one who's described as eternal and everlasting and powerful. Would you like his input in your life? Would you like for that person the Bible talks about of uh, being eternal, everlasting, and all-powerful, would you like for Him to be in charge of planning your life? Or would you like to continue to be in charge of it? It's a hard question. How about, you know, do, do you want the Lord, the, the, the Lord that says His name is Yahweh? The I Am? God, God is the answer the person the Bible says I am, would you like for Yahweh to be in charge of your life? Are you? 
How about the person the Bible says is the fortress and the stronghold and the tower of strength? He's, he's all-knowing. Wouldn't it be awesome if we just had a consultant like that who could give us direction and give us the, the plan that would help us get our lives where that our lives need to be? Would we like for that person to do that or is it us? How about the Lord who is the rock and the hiding place and the creator of all things? Wouldn't it be awesome if we just had somebody who cared about our lives enough that they would want to invest in us so that they could direct our path in the right way? Do we want that person to be in charge of planning our lives? Do you want that or is it you? The Lord who is the one who heals, the the one who sees, the one who is all-sufficient, the one who says that is the Lord of all compassion. Wouldn't you just love to know that somebody who had your best interest in mind was setting up your schedule in such a way that he had your best interest in mind and was willing to take care of you and provide for you and help you along the way. Wouldn't it be awesome that you would have somebody like that? Would you like to have that planning your life or is it you? The Lord who is the righteous God. The Bible says He's the faithful God. The King of kings. The Lord of lords. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The God of all gods. Not a God. The God. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had somebody like that who was willing to stoop down and get involved in our lives? Wouldn't that be awesome? Would you love someone like that in charge of planning your life? Or is it you? I just want to ask you the question, who is in charge of planning your life? What are all these wonderful plans you've made? How much boasting and bragging have you done about what you can do? And James says there in verse 16 again that basically all the boasting and bragging and all that stuff we can do, it's nothing but evil. The best that can happen when we are completely in charge of our lives and we're making the decisions, when we're leaving God out and we say, I'm making all these plans, I can do this. And we may not say it by the words, but we show it by the actions of saying, God, I don't need you, I can handle this life. When we are in that shape, the best that we possibly can do is make an evil mess of our lives. You may be there. Sometimes people ask, well, is my life going this way? Why, is, why are things so messed up? And I don't know, could it be that the Lord is not in charge of planning your life, that you've just run out on your own and made all these decisions, and you're asking God to bless the choices you've made, but it just doesn't seem to be working? Maybe they're not the plans that God has for you. Maybe those are the boastful, the bragging, the evil plans that you've made on your own. Maybe. God wants to be in charge of our lives. He doesn't want to be an afterthought. I've got it all together. Here it is, here it is. Oh yes, God, and by the way, if you had any little bit of thing to add to all this wonderful stuff I prepared for myself, it would be appreciated kind of the attitude that we give him sometime. What plans do you have right now for your life? 
And I'm not saying that they're bad, and I'm not saying that you haven't consulted the Lord, but what? think about the plans right now. Think about the plans that you have for your life. Some people make out long-term, in five, you know, they ask, well, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in ten years? Where do you want, you know, what's your life look like four years down the road? Maybe you've made some of those plans. And that would be awesome. My question to you would be, have you consulted the Lord first? Because you're very temporary. Your knowledge is limited. My wisdom is limited. My abilities are very limited. And left to my own, my life can be nothing but an evil mess. But if I'm willing to say, first of all, if it's the Lord's will... And then take that and put that into the equation of now, how am I going to plan my life? My life can be different. Your life can be different. Have, have you consulted the Lord first? Or is He often just an afterthought? Do you throw in that tag phrase of, if it be your will, just to make it sound like that you might be interested in what God has to say, but really you're not? but you just kind of throw that in to make yourself feel better or make people think that you're consulting God? Have you sat down? Have we sat down and prayed and thought about it and struggled with it of, God, what do you really want from my life? And then follow that up with the plans based on what He gives you. My, my prayer for all of us is that we would reevaluate the plans that we have. I would pray that you would reevaluate any plans that you have for your life. And ask yourself the honest question, are those things you've just conjured up on your own? Or have you consulted the Lord first, if it be the Lord's will for your life? The Lord wants to be in charge. Not because He's some kind of brutal master who wants to control us, but because He is the only one who truly loves us. He is the only one who has the capability of truly loving us unconditionally. Not only does He say that, but He showed it by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so that we could be forgiven and have a relationship with Him. As much as I try to be nice to people and show them unconditional love, I will never get to that point. He cares about us. He wants the best for you. Not just in a happy-go-lucky, uh, happy oh, you know, we hear that from a lot of pastors on TV. Your life's great. God loves you. Everything's going to be fine. Just pray. That, that really is all true. But the thing that's left out is your life's not going to be that way apart from letting Him be in charge of it. So you can keep living the way you want to and you can keep saying... Life's going to be great, and God still loves me, and that can be true. But apart from your life and my life being based on God's plan, it's never going to be what it should be. And when it's what it should be, that's when we're going to be the happiest. Not that circumstances are always going to be good, but we're going to be content in life. And I would rather be content in life knowing that I'm where God wants me to be. I'll take that any day over being happy. So, what are the plans for your life? Who's in charge of your life?
the band, I'm going to ask them if they would go ahead and, and, and walk this way. And I want you, if you would, just, just uh, bow your heads if you want to. Close your eyes just so you can tune out distractions. It doesn't make you more holy if your eyes are closed, but you can maybe focus, tune out distractions. And I'm going to give you just a, just a few minutes of, uh, of quiet with God for you really just to search your heart. And when it comes to who's in charge of planning your life, ask yourself this real question. Is the who you? Is the who you? Instead, James says, if it's the Lord's will. And right now, I would ask that you just search your heart and say, God, help me to know who's in charge of planning my life. Let him know you want it to be him. If you would look this way. Think about this. Knowing who God is. Knowing the power and the compassion and the love and the grace and all of those things that the Bible says that He is. Wouldn't you rather have Him in charge of playing your life because if it's not him, it's you. We know what the Bible says about us. God, you're awesome. You're eternal. You're loving and kind. And gracious and all knowing and all powerful. You're the God of any God we could conjure up in our mind or people could come up with. You are the God. We want you to be the who. Amen.